Hey, you've tuned into I Work For Him, the mouthpiece for the faith and work movement. We're your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Thank you so much for being with us for another bonus episode of I Work For Him podcast right here, where we're going to be highlighting another chapter from the I Work For Him book. You know, as many of you know, or maybe you don't know, Martha and I released three books this year. Actually, I Work For Him released three books this year. We didn't write them all. We wrote them along with 50 other contributors from ministries and organizations and people that have stories of living out their faith in their work from all over the country. We collaborated with them, and you can find these books at iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore, or of course on amazon.com. I Work, the number four him, is the book we're highlighting today because Chuck Proudfit from At Work On Purpose, wrote a chapter in that book. Atworkonpurpose.org is the organization. Chuck Proudfit is the founder, the CEO, the super dude. And he, we've got him back here on I Work For Him just to talk about the chapter, but really to talk about what God is doing with At Work On Purpose. Chuck Proudfit, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. It's great to be with you. So Chuck, why don't you get everybody up to date a little bit on what your faith and work story is? Uh, not the, not the, I mean, it's, you have a lot of layers to it, but maybe just give us a little hint at your faith and work story. Well, the very abbreviated version of that longer story is that I did not grow up in the church. And though I was hanging out with a lot of Christians as I was becoming a young adult. So when I entered the workplace and I started to feel a real frustration that somehow I wasn't fitting in the job and the vocation that I'd landed into I started searching spiritually. So my frustration with work led me on a 10-year spiritual search of comparative world religion and philosophy that landed me as a Christian 10 years later. Mm. So in a really ironic twist, God uses my frustration with work to trigger my search for spirituality and my commitment to Christ. And now I've turned that around 180 degrees to focus on guiding working Christians to have faith lives at work. What's fun is that I know you worked at Procter & Gamble and you worked with a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of Christ followers. We even interviewed a ton of Christ followers from within that organization. And that's a, so it's it's fun to know that God's working even in these monstrously large corporations. And and I know your story, you told, when we first interviewed you five, six, seven years ago, it was about toilet paper and how your number, your first project that that was to find a way to make a toilet paper roll look the same thickness, even though you needed to reduce the number of sheets of toilet paper. I'm not sure if that was a lack of integrity or not. I'm still trying to get over that. For five, seven years. Short sheeting the consumer? Short sheeting the consumer. <laughs> hey, if it looks good, it Honey, looks it seems like we good. got to the end of the roll sooner than we should have. I'm not sure. All right. Chuck, Back to the story, Jim. You, you run a ministry. Yeah, AKA, the, that was the frustration that led to my spiritual search. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. And, and, and there's so much in that story. And you've written, you've got, a, you've got a book out there too, right? What was it called? What was your book called? The book's called Businessry, Transforming Lives Through Enterprise. We wrote that, my pastor and I, to speak to the idea that business is absolutely a ministry venture, not just a business venture, and, and that you can seamlessly integrate business and ministry into what we came to call businessry, B-I-Z-N-I-S-T-R-Y. Which is a word I love, and I always give credit to you when we use it, but I use it all the time. Businessry. Love that, Martha. Yes. So, Chuck, talk to us about what your current mission field is for your workplace right now. There are a couple of them for me because I'm co-vocational in the kind of work that I do. On the one hand, I lead a consulting firm that I launched way back in 1995. So the client base 
is privately held businesses that are in different parts of the U.S., but the leaders that hire my company are all over the map spiritually, Mm -hmm. which means that we're bringing ministry into the marketplace through consulting, training, and coaching with clients who are all over the map with their spiritual orientation. You know, but even though they're spiritually not where I might want them to be, I can speak spiritually into where I want them to come or to get to. And that's the back door. The front door is the At Work on Purpose ministry, which I've led for a number of years also. So that is targeted to working Christians who want to bring their Sunday faith to their Monday work, but they often don't know how. You're so humble. You run it for a couple of years, you know, a few years. It's like 18 years. At Work on Purpose has been around for 18 years already, hasn't it? Wasn't it 2003? Yeah. Wow, you're really good at math. You're 18 years. (laughs) I'm impressed. It doesn't seem that long. But now that you say that, I guess that's right. So Yes, it's been a long time. So look at the things you've seen God do in the marketplace, in the workplaces of America in the last 18 years. Because 18 years ago, people weren't even talking about the connection of faith and work, or very few people were talking about it. What have you seen God do in the marketplace, in, in the workplaces? And then how has that work on purpose? How, how have you, I hate to use the word, evolved? or modified yourself right. to address the growing needs of Christ followers out there at work? I would suggest that the marketplace is one of the most significant mission fields that any Christian could ever hope to encounter. Most of us don't realize this, Jim, but the average working Christian has a sphere of influence of about 250 people. Hmm. The average local church has a congregational size of about 85 people. In other words, the everyday working Christian typically has a sphere of influence, which you could think of akin to a congregation, three times the size of the average local church. If we could begin to see the places where we work as a mission field and start to see the people with whom we work as ministry opportunities, it would transform the way we view work. The vast majority of us, when we go into work, We just think about the project list that we have or the position description we need to fill. And our mindset is very much about productivity in the world's eyes. And though, if we can look at our work through a spiritual lens, we start to see vast ministry opportunities, both from an evangelism and a discipleship standpoint. In other words, reaching people by being the church where we work and also growing alongside other believers through the workplace, which sanctifies us. That's a big word, sanctification right here on I That is a for big him. word. I didn't know that when I came to Christ, but I learned it over the years. So as today we're talking with Chuck Proudfit from At Work On Purpose, who contributed a great chapter just all about what At Work On Purpose is about and how you can get involved with the At Work On Purpose. As we wrote, I work for him. Change the way you think about your faith at work we want to make sure you know about all the resources that are out there and available. And At Work On Purpose is one of those resources. Right. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's just great to have you here, Chuck, to kind of give a little bit of life behind what At Work On Purpose really is. So, you know, you talked about coming to faith in your work journey after, you know, and during college and after. And um, so what is something you wish you could go back and tell your younger you as you maybe as you were searching or wherever you want to pick a point in time? Wow, that's a really good question. <laughs> I, and I could only tell my younger self one thing. Uh, sure. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. I will <laughs> he, give you as many as you want. He is analytical. Wow. He's like, wait, is it three <laughs> points or five points? You can pick, Chuck. You have how many kids? <laughs> All right. Chuck, how many kids do you have? If, if I have two kids. Okay. And how old are they? They're, you're younger kids, aren't they? Well, relatively younger. I guess everything's relative there. My son is 22 and my daughter's 19. Okay. Well, they're already past that so young. Well, point? That, well, my point is, what would you tell them before they go out <laughs> no. there and start their jobs? What are you telling them to make sure they don't screw up like you did? I would tell them that when they get up on Monday morning to go to work, it is possible to get up and say, I get to go to work today rather than I have to go to work today. Mm. I get to go to work today. Why do you think that's so important to understand? Because for the vast majority of working people, their mindset is they have to go to work. It's the bumper sticker, I owe, I owe, it's off to work, I go. Mm -hmm. Work is viewed as a chore. And retirement is looked forward to as something that gives you a release or an escape from work life. I think that is tragic. This is why year after year, the Gallup organization does their employee engagement surveys and they find that over 70% of America's workers don't like their jobs. And I view that as a tragedy Mm -hmm. because if we could understand the spiritual nature of all of the work that we do, that it's a form of worship and that God created every one of us uniquely with a vocational purpose at work, work should be an adventure. Mm -hmm. Vocational fulfillment should be our charge. That's what we should be going for every day in our work. And once people realize that their work is a calling from God and that they've been assigned to that mission field on purpose, for a purpose, for the people that they're working alongside, it starts to shift that paradigm. And that's really what At Work On Purpose can help people with. Chuck, for the average, but for the everyday believer that's listening to the show, which we wrote, I work for him for that everyday believer that's living out there, that's trying to figure out how to live out their faith at work. How can At Work On Purpose come alongside and, and help encourage them and equip them to live out their faith, no matter where they live in the country. Yeah. The single most significant way that I believe we could help a working Christian anywhere in any kind of job is a basic equipping tool that we've developed that we call the Choices Profile. It was based on years of research, thousands of interviews with working Christians to find out what we all struggle with spiritually at work and how does our faith speak into those struggles. The very short version of a longer story is that we build our witness at work one choice at a time. When we go Mm -hmm. into work, we make choices every day that are either moving in the direction of God's will, which is good, or away from it, which is bad. And there are five areas of choice that we equip people to recognize at work and to essentially be attentive to at work so they can make the right kinds of decisions. Wow. And, but if you want to find out more about that, you got to go to Honda's website, atworkonpurpose.org. And what, yeah. what was that research called again, or the choices? The tool is called the Choices Profile. Okay. And I would be glad, you know, anyone who contacts us to share more information, or if you guys have time today in this interview, I'm glad to share a little bit more about it. But it's, it's such a practical way to go from the wow to the how. I mean, it's exciting to say, wow, I can bring my faith to my work, but how Mm -hmm. do you actually accomplish that? And I would suggest it's in the everyday work that we do and the choices that we make every day at work that make all the difference. Why don't you give us a teaser example of putting those, that choices profile into action? Sure. One of those five areas of choice is, will we compromise or commit 
to kingdom standards of conduct at work. The character quality here is to be honorable, to live according to our beliefs. It's just stunning to me, and I'm sure anybody watching this would relate. You know, you look at the headlines in the news every day, and you're constantly seeing all kinds of ethical lapses all over the world from so many different individuals. I actually was speaking to some students recently, and I was sharing that I'm a car guy. I've always loved cars, and I've been just tracking out of curiosity the total cost to VW for what was called Dieselgate a few years ago, Uh right? Where they claimed that their diesel engines could meet emission standards when they really didn't. They cheated by reprogramming the software. Well, VW has paid over $34 billion in fines around the world. And I would argue that the cost is far greater than that because they have damaged their brand reputation. Mm -hmm. The brand of VW is supposed to stand for simplicity, transparency, authenticity, and this was anything but. Where were the Christians at VW when those decisions were being made? Hmm. It's such a powerful example, and there's no question that that in that example, uh, the compromise of integrity literally just about destroyed a company, and I'm not, and I'm not sure that it won't eventually destroy them because of that. Do that. Chuck Proudfit with that work on purpose. Martha, did you have anything else? No, I think that was a great example that that real life, real life stuff right here. Chuck Proudfit at work on purpose. Check him out online at workonpurpose.org. Thank you for contributing to I Work For Him. Thank you for being a great friend of the ministry. And if people want to find out more about that choices profile, go to at workonpurpose.org. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you. And make sure if you want to get a copy of the I Work For Him book, go to iworkforhim.com. That's iwork4him.com forward slash bookstore and get a copy of I Work For Him today. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I I Work work For for Him. Him.